Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. Panoptica simplifies container deployment, monitoring, and security, protecting the entire application stack from build to runtime. Scalable across clusters and multi-cloud environments, Panoptica secures containers, serverless, APIs, and Kubernetes with a unified view, reducing operational complexity and promoting collaboration by integrating with commonly used developer SRE and SecOps tools. Panoptica ensures compliance with regulatory mandates and CIS benchmarks for best practice conformity. Privacy teams can monitor API traffic and identify sensitive data while identifying open source components vulnerable to attacks that require patching. This enhances auditing and compliance efficiency and protects against potential threats. Proactively addressing security issues with Panoptica allows businesses to focus on mitigating critical risks and protecting their interests. Learn more about Panoptica today at panoptica.app. All right, welcome to episode 394. This is Daniel Miesler. We are back from Vegas. Finally, 14 days is too much. Vegas had two talks and three panels this year, and that's on a light year. I plan to not do very much. Ended up doing five things, but I got off easy because uh, my buddy Jason actually did nine things. And now the COVID waiting game begins. Texts and posts reporting people being positive are starting to accumulate, including from events I attended. So I'm hoping to make it to like Friday without getting sick. Also, uh, super interesting, make sure you test correctly. A guy took uh, five different tests and got vastly different results. So he took one test by uh, doing back of the throat, like as far as you can, deep in the back of the throat, and then uh, top of the mouth, and then cheeks, and then really high up inside the nose. And, excuse me, and that actually yielded a super bright positive. Well, then he just did like normal, he did like cheek swabbing by itself. I think top of the mouth by itself. I think like cheek and top of the mouth maybe by itself. And then like maybe cheek and nose and then like nose by itself. Those were all negative. Okay. And this is an MD with like a history at Harvard. So this is like super reputable. He posted five different pictures of tests. and. He then repeated the one where he does the back of the throat, the top of the roof of the mouth, the cheek, and then deep in the nose. And he got another super bright line. So pretty much demonstrated that that's the proper way to test. And that if you're not doing that, you're not really uh, getting a a full uh, true positive capability. Um, and, And again, I would likely trust this if it came from anyone because it just seems smart and logical. But uh, this guy is, you know, uh, his bona fides are are quite strong. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Security news. There were multiple vulnerabilities and incidents revealed during Black Hat DEF CON week, although the news was a bit quieter than usual due to media coverage of probably Black Hat and DEF CON. But here's some highlights. So... CISA has flagged a zero-day flaw affecting Microsoft's .NET and Visual Studio products, and it's already being exploited. 
the CVE 2023-38180 has a CVSS score of 7.5 and impacts various versions of Visual Studio and .NET. Sogu keyboard vulnerability, Sogu keyboard encryption has some serious holes in it that can expose your key presses to network snoops. And I think this one is related, although I'm not quite sure, actually. Researchers can listen to keystrokes over Zoom. This one is a bit early, but researchers are claiming they can learn what Zoom participants are typing with 93% accuracy. And this has been possible for quite a while. Like if you're next, next to the person physically and you have like microphones and everything, but this attack path of like doing it over Zoom is something quite different. The 2023 Black Hat Conference was pretty stacked this year. Notable releases including included uh, Melee, a tool for detecting ransomware and MySQL instances and ChatGPT, a tool designed to detect AI-generated email attacks. Wonder if it would have detected my buddy's uh, talk that they did um, at the Social Engineering Village. But you could, I've got a full uh, write-up here <clears throat> from Security Week talking about pretty much everything that was released. The Lapsus Hacking Group, known for breaching high-profile companies, used simple techniques like SIM swapping to gain access to internal networks. The group, mainly composed of teenagers, targeted companies like Microsoft, Cisco, and NVIDIA, and even attempted to compromise accounts connected to FBI and DOD personnel. DARPA is rallying computer scientists, AI experts, and software developers to join the AI Cyber Challenge a two-year competition aimed at finding and fixing vulnerabilities in crucial software. Leading AI companies like Anthropic, Google, OpenAI, and Microsoft are partnering with DARPA to provide their technology and expertise to challenge participants. The head of the NSA, General Paul Nakasone, confidently stated that the U.S. is not trailing behind China in terms of offensive cybersecurity and surveillance capabilities. He attributes this to the ongoing hunt-forward operations that actively search for clandestine activity on U.S. and allied networks. SEMGREP, a tool for finding bugs and enforcing code standards, now supports PROMQL, a new feature for code scanning at ludicrous speed. The U.S. and China are in a race to develop the most powerful AI systems, causing a tense relationship as each country safeguards its resources. The Biden administration's move to limit Chinese tech investments in semiconductors, quantum computing, and AI has sparked concerns from regulators in other countries, including the UK and EU. Technology news. China's internet giants are on a $5 billion shopping spree for NVIDIA chips, all in the name of powering their AI systems. The rush is driven by fears of new U.S. export controls and a global CPU shortage with companies like Baidu, ByteDance, Tencent, and Alibaba ordering around 100,000 A800 processors to be delivered this year and in 2024. Some content creators are using AI to recreate the voices of deceased or missing children, narrating their own tragic stories. While some defend this as a new way to raise awareness, experts warn it, it risks spreading misinformation and offending victims' loved ones. 
The Vim project is making some changes to continue its development with new members joining the organization and a focus on bug fixes, security updates, and documentation improvements. There are plans for Vim 9.1 maintenance release and a potential move to a more modern approach similar to NeoVim. But the team is still finding the best way to handle this transition. And this is, of course, all precipitated by Brom Dying, who was the leader of the Vim project. Artificial intelligence is shaking up cloud computing with companies like OpenAI and Databricks leading the charge by providing tools to AI features. Forbes' latest Cloud 100 list shows AI's growing influence with seven newcomers, including Anthropic, a ChatGPT rival, benefiting from the AI boom. So essentially what this is saying is that OpenAI just became one of the largest cloud providers. That is completely insane. I mean, it was pretty much AWS for a while. And then now you have Azure and GCP. And now here comes OpenAI just, just because of ChatGPT and everything that's come from it. Lab Genius, a company based in South London, is using AI to speed up the process of engineering new medical antibodies. Their machine learning algorithm designs antibodies to target specific diseases, then automated robotic systems build and test them within six weeks. This is uh, actually something that um, I've been talking about with uh, my buddy Joseph, which is essentially automated idea generation and then testing, which we think is basically going to propel humanity forward. Um, in this case, they actually have robots that can do the testing and the mixing and everything. But there are some cases where it could actually happen much faster, right? Like designing A-B tests or something. Um, coming up with like, you know, changing HTML on a page to see like if it improves clicks or something. And th those are all kind of dumb because it's like increasing clicks. But imagine you're doing that with uh, medicines or uh, to see how molecules interact for like, um, you know, solving diseases or isolating diseases or things like that. So just imagine, or, or coming up with ideas for like, hey, what do you think about this uh, plan or this, this strategy? And then, you know, uh, sending out surveys to see what people actually think about them. Or would you buy this? Or actually, yeah, seeing if they would buy it um, because they actually do. So you can actually just pitch tons of ideas, have them game off against each other, almost like genetic algorithms. And then um, you could test the output with, you know, real exposure to, in genetics, it would have been the environment, but in the real world, it would be like testing against real diseases or testing against real users or whatever. And then the ones that win, those survive. And maybe even you combine the ideas between the survivors, again, kind of like genetics or kind of like evolution. So really cool idea that this company is actually doing that. Elon Musk's social network X, previously known as Twitter, is making it easier for creators to earn from the content. Platform has reduced the eligibility threshold for ad revenue sharing from 15 million to 5 million impressions within the last three months. And creators can now cash out as little as $10. I think this is positive. Wireless OLED TV. LG has launched the world's first wireless OLED TV capable of transmitting 4K 120 hertz video wirelessly via a zero connect box. The TV currently available in South Korea 
will be released globally next year. Google is adding e-signature support to Docs and Drive, make it easier for users to request and sign documents without switching between different apps. The currently beta feature has been in app testing for over a year and is expected to be available to workplace individual subscribers in the coming weeks. Human news. The White House is urging federal agencies to cut down on telework and remote work, favoring more in-person office time this fall. The move, described as critical to workplace culture and mission fulfillment, is a continuation of an initiative first announced in April. Interesting. So the White House wants us to return to office as well. Not sure what I think about that. Maybe it just means office work is better. Maybe it means they're control freaks and they want everyone inside, similar to some corporations. Maybe it's a combination. And uh, regarding the last story, cool story, but in one study, 80% of bosses regret their initial decisions about returning to the office, wishing they had a better understanding of what their employees wanted. Indeed. According to a study by Envoy, many companies feel they could have been more measured in their approach rather than making bold decisions based on executives' opinions rather than employee data. Yeah, well, it's not only about the employee data, right? It's also about the business data and what's best for the business. So people have to combine those two. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is back in jail, this time for witness intimidation and jury tampering. Doctors are grappling with how to help patients who have developed heart conditions after recovering from COVID-19. Virus has been found to cause significant damage to the heart, even in mild cases. Not my favorite thing to hear while I'm waiting to figure out if I'm going to be positive or not. UPS drivers are set to average a whopping $170,000 in pay and benefits by the end of a five-year contract. How can they afford this? The deal, which covers around 340,000 workers, is currently in the middle of a ratification vote that ends on August 22nd. I guess it's 170K. I was thinking it was 170K a year, which would have been amazing. But it's actually 170 over five years. Not nearly as good. Five times worse, actually. Life's tough for middle school students who aren't attractive or athletic, according to a study by Florida Atlantic University. The study found that these students become increasingly unpopular over the school year, leading to increased loneliness and alcohol misuse. Middle school? Alcohol misuse? Wow. We have the most epic live UL meetup in Vegas, it was a bunch of tables put together, which ended up, we added an extra about halfway through. Conversation was great. People got to know each other more, and it was just wonderful to put faces and voices to names. And you should check uh, UL Discord to see the group photo. I learned recently after decades of believing the opposite that brand name drugs are actually better. Uh, I can't remember if this was Huberman or Atia. But it was a very reputable source. <clears throat> I think it might have been a TIA when he was talking to Sam Harris. The TLDR here is that generic drugs are sometimes identical in quality to brand name, and sometimes they're way worse, depending on where they're sourced from. Whereas brand name versions are always sourced from the top tier providers. 
So basically, if you want to be sure you're getting the best version of a given drug, you want to get the brand name version. Ideas and analysis. People often ask, how do you know what to build as a founder? <clears throat> and I can explain. Build the stuff that you wish actually existed. This is related to Martin Scorsese's quote, the most personal is the most creative. Create businesses around the services that you yourself need. I think it's uh, really powerful advice because you, you could be pretty sure that other people also need that thing as well. And then uh, Travis McPeak, a buddy of mine, also mentioned, also do things where you're an expert and other people aren't. That also helps. And small little mini piece here, RTO is a sneaky way of doing a riff. They basically just give exceptions to the super talented and start from scratch with the people who actually do move. So they get to do a riff without claiming that they're doing a riff. Discovery. Llama 2 powered by Onyx. Microsoft has released an optimized version of the Llama 2 model. Collection of pre-trained and fine-tuned generative text models that runs on Onyx. InfoSec resume tips. Steve Jobs interview technique. Therapy cultures impact. Generative agents. QA system evaluation. Vim boss. Self-education through reading. iOS 17 features. And yes, AI is creative. If humans can't tell the difference between human and AI creativity, then AI has creativity. The only way to get out of that pickle is to define creativity as something only humans can do, which is basically cheating. And the recommendation of the week is to do the COVID test the way that I described above, which is uh, back of the throat, top of the mouth, cheek, and then super deep in the nose. And uh, again, this, this doctor basically showed that you will get a true positive way more often than if you do it like the way most people are doing it, which is kind of like the front of the nose. And the aphorism for the week, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Anais Nin. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.